Hi, I'm Pastor Brett Cooper. And I am Dr. Linda Miles. And this is the Creative Caregivers Podcast. Hi, I'm Pastor Brett Cooper. And I'm Dr. Linda Miles. And you're listening to the Creative Caregivers Podcast. And this episode is entitled Back to the Future. And uh, if you're not familiar with what that term is, there's a famous movie from 1985 that's called Back to the Future. And what happened in Back to the Future was a young man, teenager, gets into a car and goes back in time. He gets into a DeLorean, goes 88 miles an hour, and it takes him back to his parents' generation, which was 1955. Let me tell you why we're calling this this, because we both are caregivers for Dr. Miles, and we realized, you know what? He was playing basketball back in 1955. Is that the year he graduated? That was 55? his senior year. Senior year. There it is. So it would have been just like the movie. I mean, that. so for those of you who have ever seen the movie, if not, you can Google a couple of YouTube clips and check it out. But here's what I want to let you know is that that's his generation, the 1950s. And so the other day... <laughs> I'm in there, and I realized he was calling me a thug, which is 50s language that you would use on a basketball Smack court. talk. He's doing smack talk, and he's telling me, get him out of my face. Get him out of here. Yeah, he said, get that thug out of here. Yes, get that thug out of here. Which smack talk is not going away from basketball, you know. Uh, his sons were over here, Blake and Bobby, and they were both explaining their days on the court and how they would deal with it. They're both the nicest guys in the world. Like, you wouldn't expect them to be smack talkers. But, my goodness, they said you really had to when you were on the court back in the day. Even Or they would think you were weak. That's right. <laughs> and even though Robert is weak now and obviously advanced dementia... He still, in his mind, was back in 1955. Mm, yeah, and that, so that's why he was. He said, "Get out of here, you thug!" And he was saying to you, "Get yes. that thug out of here!" And yes. saying things like that. Well, what do you do with that? How do you handle? Like, I'll bet you, those of you who are listening right now, I bet you're dealing with the same type of situations. You exactly. What you don't want to, you want to put yourself in their mindset mm-hmm. because what you don't want to do is take it personally and feel like he's calling you a thug. Right. Because then I'd feel defensive because he's calling my son a thug. <laughs> um, but not to take it literally, to realize that in his mind, mm-hmm. he is back there. And because you were changing him, you were kind of holding him down. Yes. And even the way he moves his arms is like on a basketball court. Yeah, yeah. He was grabbing my arms, pushing them out of the way, thinking that there was this big problem. And so what takes place here is... We have to, when when that goes on, and I'll bet there's some analogy with you. Who knows what the person that you're caregiving for, what world they go into. But we're going to give you four practical things that you can do when this happens. And here's what you got to do. You got to play your part, don't you? Oh, you got to get in the game. Oh get on goodness. the court with them. Yeah, you put you put yourself. What? How did how did you say it earlier? You put yourself in their place. You place yourself in their Air Jordans. Yes, yes, you do. You put yourself mm-hmm. in their shoes, and you oh. go with the flow. 
And rather than fight or argue or take it personally, or as so is so hard not to think that that person is actually there the way they were. Yes, because he's back in the past, Mm. and don't don't go there and expect them to be logical as they once were. Yeah, so we're pretending here. Yeah, and that's really what we're we're putting ourselves into a pretend world. And if you go there, realize they're there. They're living there. They're not living in the moment with you and in reality with you and yelling these things at you. The truth of the matter is they're, they're, they don't know you in that moment, and they're just literally transferring this stuff onto you from their... Well, actually, I don't even know if you could call it transference. I mean, this is straight-up reality. This is really happening. Yeah. You'll have to correct me on the psychological term here, Dr. Miles. That's not transference at all, is it? Not at all, because that is their reality at that moment, and you're stepping into their reality. Mm. And one of the ironies is Robert was a psychiatrist, and he was... A genius at getting into reality. And here I am doing it with him when he was my teacher. Right. He taught me how to do that. Yeah, he was trained psychoanalytic and really could he could become whatever you needed him to become. Oh, we would go to the psych hospital and if somebody said they were going to marry him, he would have that conversation with them like, how did they know? Um, <laughs> How did you know? And he told one lady, well, she said that God told her. And he said, well, you know what? God didn't speak to me. So yeah. until he does, we're not going to go there. Because she couldn't let go of that delusion. So the bottom line is I learned it from him. I learned it from one of the best. And now as a caregiver touches my heart that mm. I can give it back. And and now you're giving it to our listeners right now. They're hearing you. Yes. And hearing hearing that mindset. Well that's the number one thing. Realize pretend put yourself in their place. Don't try to bring them into the place of reality that you live right now and they're with you in the same room. Put yourself in their place. Number two, I, I love this one. I love what you came up with here. We should listen to the language. Listen, so here again, I'm getting called a thug, which is 50s language, right? Yes. Yeah, so you remember. the 50s, because you said your generation didn't use that word thug, and I didn't realize that. But I am sure he probably said that hundreds of times. Get out of my face, thug. Because so there's only one of us in the room that remembers the 50s right now. That was me. That's right. Yes. So that that type of language. Well, when you hear that, it ought to like do what? What should happen? What do I do inside of myself if I'm if I'm one of our listeners and I'm hearing a, a language and hearing words that I've never heard my loved one say about me, but I realize it's from another era. How can that be helpful to me? Because you say to yourself, where did the time machine take them? There you go. Where did the time machine go? Not why is he calling me this? Right. But where did the time machine go? Right. Well, now, I wasn't alive in 1955, but I sure was alive in 1985. And I remember that movie. And I remember the the fact that they went back to 1955. And yes. I knew, because I've seen pictures of him and his football team in the 50s and all that. I knew we were in 1955. And there's the language, and it takes you there. So it ought to comfort your heart. Even though you're getting called a thug, <laughs> you're yes. getting yelled at. 
Um, it ought to comfort your heart to know it's not you getting yelled at. So guard your heart, protect your heart during these times. I, I actually felt like I was being <laughs> taken back in time. And I never played basketball, and especially not with guys that were aggressive like that. Yes. But I felt like I kind of like knew what it was like to be on the court with him. Right, right. Because I could see the aggression and the defensiveness mm. and how rough it is under the basket. Oh, absolutely. It, is it ever? I'll tell you, um, num- number three, I think, and this is, we didn't intend this to be a basketball analogy or to uh, be making any comments about the fact that he's well above six foot, you know, but ascend to a higher altitude. That's the third thing we need to do, is, this, and probably a lot higher than that, as in, where you can go in prayer, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, I think it's a it's a great thing uh, in Colossians. Uh, Paul, uh, who was it, it's an, he has an incredible story. I mean, this guy he was totally um, against Christians. Great Jewish man who was totally anti uh, Christian, and he became a Christian. He didn't stop. By the way, he didn't stop being a Jew to become a Christian. So just, we're just saying that. Um, but let me tell you something. And when he became a, when he became a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, this is what the apostle Paul did. He, um, he wrote these words to the Colossians. He said, you are citizens of heaven and citizens of earth. You are citizens of heaven and citizens of See, because it was a really big deal to them that they were a first colony of Rome. And so with that mindset, he said, you have to understand, not only are you citizens of the earth, are you in this, but you have to ascend to a higher level of thinking. And I think that that's what we've got to be able to, that's what happens when you pray. You go to a higher level. Now, let me ask you, Dr. Miles, what happens on a psychological level when you ascend to a higher level? Well, when they do MRIs of the brain you're in the frontal cortex when you're praying or Mm. when you're um, meditating. Some Mm -hmm. people will meditate, some people pray. But when you go to those places above it where you can get above it and not be so attached to what's going on and accept it, that doesn't mean you like it. It just means you accept it. You're literally higher, Brett. You're literally in the highest part of your brain. So you're, you're going from the lower parts of your brain to the, the higher parts, parts of, of your, your brain. brain. Wow. So it's not just a spiritual thing. It's, it's a real. literal thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. Not that spiritual's not real. Yes. <laughs> but um, it is, uh, it's a literal physical thing that's yes. taking place. And I think knowing mm-hmm. that there are powers greater than ourselves yes. can be very helpful. And even as we speak at this moment... Because Robert's declining on this level, I feel so sad. Yes. But it helps me to think, well, there's powers much greater than me. Yes. That um, he'll get turned over to. Yes. And that is very helpful um, and Uh, reassuring. Well, I think that's good for those who are dealing with it, who are caregivers for someone with substance abuse. You know, the second step of Alcoholics Anonymous is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Yes. Um, so we have to realize is that God's ready to get up in your world and he's ready to bring you to a higher level. It's interesting, you know, when you uh, praying the Lord's Prayer, 
King, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, earth as it is in heaven. Yes. You're reaching a whole higher level of things. So ascend to a higher altitude. Get to the higher place. Um, and I think that one thing's for sure, it will enhance your prayer life to be a caregiver. <laughs> yes, it will. And I, I think of the poet Rilke who said, let me surrender to the powers greater than myself. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, I have one of my closer friends in the world. He's an atheist. He doesn't believe in God. But it was, you know, when he was caring for somebody and looking out for somebody, he called me and said, look, I don't believe in this whole God thing, you know, whatnot. But would you say a prayer? <laughs> That's what he told me. It's just something about prayer. Even my atheist buddy wanted prayer, you know. Yes. It's so powerful to make a decision that you're going to pray. Now, of course, I believe with all my heart that God intervenes and moves in and does wonderful things. But I want to let you know that there's, and what we're trying to say to you here is, is on a practical level in your heart and in your mind, you get to a higher altitude when you make a decision to rise up above what's currently going on in the room. Yes. And I think in order to do that, Brett, you have to first accept it. Yes. Wow. Don't that's really good. Sit there wishing it was something else. Yes. If I sat there and wished I had my Robert of 10 years ago. I, I would just be flooded with emotion and it wouldn't help either of us. No. No. So, um, so that ability to say, you know, there are forces greater than myself, I cannot control what's happening right now. Yes. But let me surrender to those forces. Yes. And so I want to say this last thing, this last point, um, if you're going to get into where they're at, is that you in there yesterday. That's what I think. You have to think you in there yesterday. Yes. Now you're not bringing them into your today to follow up on what you're saying. You are going into there yesterday. That's why we call this back to the future. You're getting in the time machine. You're going back to where they are. And you're at peace with the fact that you understand you're living in a moment that exists in time with them. Yes. You know, a more modern movie would be um, Interstellar. You know, he gets pulled into a black hole in Interstellar. And he's looking at these frozen moments in time with his mm -hmm. daughter, you know, and yes. he sees all these, and he's able to interact with her in those frozen moments in time. Well, that's what's going on with them. They're in a frozen moment in time, and you're going back into that. You're getting into the Tetrarch here, you know, and going back into their reality. So, And you're not trying to pull them into yes. yours because mm. they cannot go. No, that's, that's a really good point. It's not just that they don't... You, want to go it's that they can't go they can't understand where you are at and they can't go there well let's just say this to you we're so glad that you take the time to listen to creative caregivers and uh you're, you're probably wondering well why do you guys talk so much about being so creative well because it's creative caregiving okay so this isn't just your average everyday caregiving over here no this is creative caregiving. So I just hope that uh, you become a very creative caregiver in everything that you're doing. And I hope that this helped you today to be able to care for your loved one like never before. And I uh, hope that you have a great, great day.